Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I'm thankful for the presence of God that we feel. What a great weekend. My goodness, what a great weekend this past. The Spirit of the Lord just so rich, so real. But you know what? That's already history. It's already over. And I'm not suggesting that it was in vain, by no means. But it is already commissioned. That spirit, that service, that word is already commissioned to do the work that it is doing right now. And um, I pray that the Spirit of God will just meet us again here this evening in His Word. And I'm confident that He will. Brother Gibson is coming to preach to us, and I am so sure that the Lord has given him something for this evening to just impart to our lives. So I'm asking you tonight not to just try to meet on some intellectual level, but let's just let the Spirit of God be broken bread and poured out wine in our spirit. Can we pray as we welcome Brother Gibson to this pulpit tonight? God, I'm asking you to strengthen us in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, let your word that is so real let your word that is sharp, let your word, God, that is intuitive, I pray that it will just speak into the spirit, God, of every person in this building and anyone that may hear this message at any other point in time. Lord, let this sure word do its work tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. What a beautiful spirit that I feel here this evening. Hallelujah. Um, I feel like I'm in fellowship with the citizens of the kingdom of God. I think we're getting ready to go home. I think the day of the Lord is getting close. And I think God is preparing a people that's getting ready to leave this old world. Hallelujah. And I like the climate that I feel in here this afternoon. For where the presence of the Lord is, there's just peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. And I like what I see in the Spirit. I like what I uh, felt in the song service as the climate began to change and the Spirit of the Lord began to uh, come into our very presence. And where, you know, in that presence is the fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord began to rise up. I don't want to hold you long tonight. At night time, I go to bed. When it gets dark, my eyes goes back a little bit. Hallelujah. But I like what I feel here tonight because I believe we're living in a time when the climate of this old world is changing quickly. Hallelujah. I think there's things going on in this world that we are not accustomed to. For so many years, we have enjoyed the freedom, and we're still enjoying those freedoms. But as every one of us knows, as we go to our daily workplace, as we go to 
the, we, we go into the world today, we see people that can't find 40-hour jobs. They're trying to accustom to those challenges. We have people that are, that, that are having problems. We see the, the ideologies of school systems changing. And so we find it a challenge that we have never approached before, that we have never dealt with. And we need the, we need the assurance of God. Amen. Even though we know the time is coming on us, amen, we're aware that the days are waxing worse and worse. But personally, on a basis that we're not sure of, we find that we need the assurance of God that he is not going to fail us. He is going to hold on to us and he is going to make sure that we can make it to heaven. That's what I feel tonight. Hallelujah. If you'll take your Bibles with me because I got a lot to say, I think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to turn to Psalms chapter 19 and verse 7. And I'm just going to, for a while, just preach through verse 12 or talk about these things. Hallelujah. Everybody with me? All right. And I'm going to talk about, I think I titled this thing, The Law of the Lord. The law of God never changes. Hallelujah. No matter what we face, no matter what we seek, God will compensate it by the law of His nature. By the law of God. It will always be the same. God will never change and because He never changes. And i got to remember to stay in front of this microphone. Because everything, because God don't ever change, the law of God never changes. Hallelujah. And we have an assurance in the word of God, that he is watching over you day and night. Hallelujah. He knows the infirmities of your mind and your soul and your spirit. He knows exactly what she's going through because he's the one that had prophets to write down what's coming on this world and he knows how to take care of it. He knows how to take care of you. Okay, let me read. Hallelujah. I'll read from my papers because uh, I have eye problems. <laughs> All right. The law of the Lord, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. I'm just going to let you go ahead and, and I'm just going to say God just bless us here tonight. Help anoint me God to do the will of you precious God to preach on the anointing of the Holy Ghost God and God do we make sure Lord Jesus that we walk out of here confident God tonight that God everything is going to be alright no matter what the situations in our life come. Oh mighty God. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to try to say something here tonight in the Holy Ghost to you that when you leave this place, I, I was so uh, astounded. I've been thinking about Brother Boyd said, made mention of just a few months ago how that what was preached Sunday is now, we, it is, it's past, and now we're, we're living that, what he talked about. And the Word of God that was preached by Bobby, I say Brother Gibson Jr. now, and 
front of everybody, but my son, but but the song, Don't Let the Devil Steal Your Song, was an, was a, an encouragement and a warning, amen, because there is going to be times in these times, in these days that we're living in that you are going to find and reach challenges, amen, that are not, uh, amen, that you're not familiar with. Hallelujah. And you're not sure how to handle them. And amen. But the law of the Lord, as David writes here, he says the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. In other words, no matter what, the law of the Lord is never going to change. No matter what the world does, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will stand forever. And the law of God, amen, that you have been holding on to for so many years is now going to stay with you in all that you say and all that you do and all the obstacles that you're going to take that you're going to find coming your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I made mention a minute ago how that, uh, that, that, uh, that, how that schools are, school systems are changing. The workforce is changing. It was a time where people, if they held to a job and they stayed long, loyal to it, and in time they would retire from that job. We are living in a time today you may live, work 30 years for one company, and then all of a sudden they decide because you're getting close to retirement, they're going to just let you go. We are living in these times, God, that we are not familiar with. And I want to make sure you understand that. But the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to stop right there for just a moment because I want to say something here. That there is a resolve to how to handle all of these things. And I want to just say it right off here. Matthew chapter five, uh, 5, verse 3, he was talking about the Beatitudes. And one of the things that Jesus uh, uh, encouraged the people by, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. is the kingdom of heaven ain't going to change there's the promise the simple minded or the simplicity of living for Christ is not going to change because the difficulties of the world have come made anything a whole lot different than what we're used to having hallelujah hallelujah money is scarce uh, uh, jobs are scarce uh, amen wars and rumors of wars uh, they're going on everywhere in the world you know and so I ain't got time to talk about all those things but they're all things amen and one of the scariest things that we are resolved to deal with that I think in the Matthew the 24th chapter that Jesus talked about the time of deception be not deceived hallelujah 
Hallelujah. And when calamities come upon people and they begin to search and begin to look for things in God, amen, there's, a, there's, an, there's an ability for deception to get inside of their heart because there might be a promise of something, amen, that's not really there. So I want to encourage you tonight, amen, as the word says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Make sure you keep your spirit right in everything that we're talking about here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says that the statues of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. They're right. They're good. They rejoiced the heart. That's why when we come in here tonight and we felt the presence of the Lord and we felt the joy of the Lord, it's simply why? Because we know that when God come in here, He was the same that He was last Sunday and the Sunday before. And He's always going to be the same and He's going to be the same next week on your job. God's not going to change because the conditions of the world have changed. Lightening the eyes. We see things different when we lean to the Lord and let him give us the perspective of how we ought to look upon the situation that we're in. And that means the resolve is that we must keep a good spirit. We got to keep a good attitude. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight that when you come into this place, the eyes of the Lord walk right in here with you. He knew what he needed to do, what he needed to transform this day, change the situation, encourage you for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Encourage you for next week. Think about this. I think it's in Romans chapter 8. In verse 26, know this, that there's two things that have always been. The Spirit and the Word have always been. In the creation of the heaven when the earth was void and without form, it said the the Spirit of the Lord moved across the face of the earth And then he went to the next thing that the Lord does and he says, let there be light. So that is a condition that we must realize today. Listen here what Paul writes and says to us in verse 26, uh, chapter 8. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You understand that? The Spirit of the Lord. Listen, it goes on a little further and it says, And he that searcheth the heart. God's searching your hearts for every one of you before you. You didn't walk in here alone tonight. You might have been walking hand in hand with your wife or with your children. You might have walked in here as a group, but I'm telling you, you didn't walk in here by yourself. 
Jesus had already searched the heart. He'd already looked into the situation and the condition why you're coming to the Lord's house tonight. He knows what he needs to say to you to lift up and encourage you because he's already searched your heart. The mind of the spirit. He knows what God's got in mind. Hallelujah. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, it doesn't matter what the situation was that you faced today. There's nothing under the sun that has never been hadn't been done. The prophecies of the prophets of this day. Yeah, sure, they'll come to pass. And the days will wax worse and worse. But the condition of the church, the spirit of the church will not change. Hallelujah. Just keep the spirit right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's hear what it says about, the, let's talk about the righteous man for just a moment here. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is vice. This is good advice. Because right here, talking about the law of the Lord, more to be desired are they than gold. Yea, much more, much more, much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Forever by them are thy servants warned. See what it says there? That's what the law of the Lord does. It keeps us in harmony. It keeps us in peace. It keeps us in the right way. It keeps us pure. It keeps us clean. But when we get out of that, the, the, the spirit that searcheth the heart, that knows the mind of the Lord, it is there to warn you that you're slipping out, that there's something because listen to what David goes on to say. There is great reward. Who can understand his errors? The heart is deceitful above all things, and who can know it? Desperately wicked. Hallelujah. But David goes on to say, Cleanse thou me from secret faults. I need to know what's going on in my heart because some, it may be that the challenge of the world done something to me, arised up something in me that I'm not aware of. I need to know these things. And so the eyes of the Lord are watching over me. Notice what Hebrew says. I know this is Bible study and I hope this is all right. and 12, listen, and I know probably you Bible scholars, some of you have already quoted it. For the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than any two 
pierced even to the dividing asunder of the soul and of the spirit. In other words, that spirit that searches the heart, that knows the mind of the spirit of God, has only looked all the way down deep inside of, amen, and quickened inside of your soul and your spirit. It knows what you don't know. And God wants to reveal it to you. Because he wants you to be assured that you can make it to the kingdom of God. That you are still a citizen of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Because we got an enemy that sure wants to try to keep you from making it to heaven. Hallelujah. Boy, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing and sunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the mile, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're thinking in your mind. He knows what has upsets you through the day. He knows what happened in the school meeting in the in the PTA. He knows what happened on the job when they when when they're talking about layoffs and they're they're talking about getting rid of people and cutting back on the employment birth. And you're one of the young ones there. And you need your job. You got a wife. You got a family. And God knows it's there. And somehow or another, through the word of God, through the spirit that searched your heart, God is going to reveal something to you that's going to get you through it all. God's not changed. Hallelujah. Feel the same. Hallelujah. Discern the thoughts and intent of the heart. Neither is there any creature. He's talking about you and me. That is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. Hallelujah. I know that people are living on the edge wondering what's happening over in Israel. Where is this going to take us unto? Some people are probably rising up saying, well, next thing is going to be the battle of Armageddon. The next thing, you know, uh, Russia's going to take over. They're going to do this. See, all these things is in the media today going about. And even though we try not to think about it, realize that these things are really coming to pass. They really are in our day. And we kind of think, am I going to be able to keep my home? Am I going to be able to keep my vehicle? Am I going to be able to raise my kids, my children in a spirit, in an atmosphere that I once did enjoyed? It doesn't matter where you're at. The spirit of Antichrist is moving through the world to stop the move of God if it's possible. But it won't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or one, he says, blessed. And let me give you some of the thing that we need to pay attention to. He says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the storm. 
Good advice. Real good advice. If we just, as we see these things approaching us, we need to realize that this advice is wise. It is a warning to us. We know what wickedness is. We know what evil is. We know what untruth is. We know what unclean is. And we need to be aware of these things and not be caught up in the delight of that. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law doeth he meditate day and night. My Lord. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God did not put that on the condition of what the world would be like. He put that on the condition of what God will do to the righteous man. changes the whole cloud or the climate of what possibly could be around us. He says, the ungodly are not so. But are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. Wow. That's what God's warning me of. Not to sit in the seat of the scornful. Hallelujah. And shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. My, my, my. I was reading something this afternoon to my wife. I thought about Israel, the, the prophet Jeremiah. He prophesied of things long ago that Israel never thought that they would ever see. They had been long time been serving God, but somehow or another things begin to slip out from them. I think it was uh, that even the, they wondered about the citrons. They built, they destroyed their own citrons and they began to uh, break down the citrons that they had of them. When, my question is then, when did everything start going wrong? That's a question we need to start asking ourselves of things or not that, that we need to look into. Uh, the, what did, what, how, what did, how did everything go wrong? We look and we see the demise of some, amen, that are fallen by the wayside. And the question is then is, where did this go wrong at? Was it some place I was going to I shouldn't have been going to? Now think about that for just a minute. Where did it all start happening? Yeah, all of a sudden this big this big event exploded in front of you, and you don't you know. And the next thing you know, it just ain't there no more. And but but somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, God was talking to their heart. Was it because I began to miss church? Was it, was it because I was flirting with the world? 
right on the edge of the world. And then we hear, we heard the old voice from the preacher just say, Love not the world, neither the things of the world. For he that hath the love of the world, the love of the Father is not on him. Not in him. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. How did all of this get a hold of me? My eyes began to lust after something greater. Amen. Then I needed to be with the be in the house of God where the climate of God did not change and the spirit of the Lord was always there and the citizen of God they came there because they want to make it to heaven what happened we might want to start asking ourselves and looking into this we used to pray every day at the dinner table now we just kind of skip over that once a time, you know, once a day ought to be enough. And then pretty soon it's once a week. And then it's not ever. I used to pray an hour a day. And then I started going back to 30 minutes a day. And then 15 minutes a day. And then you heard that voice from heaven, from the Holy Ghost that had been searching your heart, just whisper and speak to your heart and said, Could you not pray? Could you just pray for me for one hour? Couldn't you just do that? Hallelujah. I, I, I hope you're getting what I'm talking about today. We are living in a world today. That sports is the big thing of the day. Hallelujah. Billions and we spend more on entertainment and sports and stuff than we do on defense, national defense. Hallelujah. The world is in love with the heroes of the world. Hallelujah. But I'm assured to say tonight that there's a lot of folks that could not even tell you the Ten Commandments. Or tell you when the last time they prayed. Or the last time that God spoke to their heart and said, Don't go there. Be not deceived. I'm not there. Hallelujah. When was the last time that God may have spoken to your heart and told you what to wear and what not to wear? Hallelujah. I've had those convictions. I've had those things. Nobody told me I didn't have to wear certain things or do certain things or go somewhere. I had the Holy Ghost that just whispered to me. Man, I've been, I've been searching your heart. I've been looking inside of you and there's something there. You've got a secret thought that's got inside of you and you're not aware of it. When I start getting too long, brother, boy, say But in Lamentation, Jeremiah writes this, and I read this to my wife today, and I said, you know what? This is one of the saddest. Lamentation, did you ever read Lamentations, folks? It's one of the saddest. I think every sin that a country or a person could ever meant is mentioned in The backslidings of the unjust. And 
when you think about and calculate all that God done for Jerusalem, for old Zion, and then all of a sudden in, in the chapter 1, verse 16, listen to this one scripture. This is Jeremiah Lamentine over Israel. For these things I weep. Mine eyes, mine eyes runneth down with water. Because the comfort, if I say comfort, because the comfort that should relieve my soul is far from me. That is one of the most devastating scriptures that I know. My, my, my. How did I get to this place? How did Israel, and listen to what he goes on to say, for my soul is far from, my soul is far from me, my children are desolate because the enemy prevails. Wow. I want you to let that sink in for me and expand is what I'm trying to relate to you here tonight. Hallelujah. When did I start listening to the ungodly prophet? When did I start listening to the ungodly preacher that was telling a lie and all of a sudden you began to believe, well, question your pastor. I wonder, I wonder how this happened. Did you know, and this is what I believe now, you might tell yourself, well, I believe that old pastor was wrong all the time. Whoa. I'm, 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 I'm very serious what I feel here tonight in the Holy Ghost. Charles R. Swindoll, y'all heard of Charles Swindoll? Uh, he, he did say one good thing about lamentation about the scripture I just read you. It is a mute reminder that sin, in spite of all of its allurement and excitement, carries with it heavy weights of sorrow, grief, misery, barrenness, and pain. It is the other side of the eat, drink, and be merry coin. Hallelujah. I got to move on the law. On the road. Oh, All right. Some of this stuff. All right so. Psalms 105. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment seat. You want to talk about that? The test of, let's talk about the test of our faith. These things, because God is looking at us and He understands the secrets and thoughts of our heart, it says in James 1 and 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which, is, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him.
know that you love the law of God. He's going to find out if you love. Temptations are going to come your way. There's a blessing in the person that stands up under the afflictions of persecutions and trials of your faith. It's not if they're going to happen. It is when they're coming. You're not going to escape persecutions if you love God. You're not going to get around afflictions, uh, amen, that are caused by being humbled at the cross. Matter of fact, you're going to be despised. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be tried. You know why? Because the world does not like people that don't have sin. They love the sinner. They love darkness more than they do light. They won't appreciate you because of your godliness or your righteousness or your peace of God or your holiness. They're going to try your spirit. And God's going to let them try to see if you'll stand. So when we stand there, what is it though? We get a crown of life. We have a promise. I mean, you love Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, I've seen tears. That song we sang there in the beginning of this service here. He wiped away the stains, broke away the chains. Wow. I can't stand that. I take my glasses off every time. When I think of what Jesus done for me, when I think about the glory of God and what he done for me, he did not have to go to the cross of Calvary, not one iota for me. He did not have to do that. I should have been hanging there on that cross. I should have been the one that are dying. I'm telling you, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God, but I was not always. But because of Him, I've got to stand the task. We've got to stand the task. If we can lift holy hands and say, I love Jesus, you're going to be proud. Hallelujah. James 1.1 says this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus, Christ to the twelve disciples which are scattered abroad. Greetings. A servant of God. That is a Greek word that means dollar. A slave that belongs to his master. A slave has laws to go by. One who is born a slave, not made a slave. I like James. Hallelujah. I was born a slave. And it all began when we first submitted ourselves. Yeah, humility and the and the, the spirit of the poor, the blessed are the poor in spirit. It all began when we repented of our sins. And then it carried on when we were baptized and then filled with the Holy Ghost. When we went through all of those things, the spirit that is so blessed.
God began to bless our life and we began to fall in love more and more with Jesus each and every time we got into his presence until we learned to walk with his presence within us and nothing can drive it away. Hallelujah. Persecutions and Saul and for Acts 1 what Saul said was consenting unto the death Stephen. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church who was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Acts 82 says that the devout men carried Stephen's prayer and made great meditation. As for Saul, he made habits of the church entering into every house, held all men and women committing them to prison. Therefore they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word. And the church faced persecution, not only because they were Jews, but followers of Jesus Christ. You're not hated because you're apostolic. You're not hated because you're UPC. And you're not hated because you go to that church down there, down the dirt road. You hate it because you love Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me move on. I'm not more time. So we triumph in trials. James 1 and 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divine temptation. Trials and come, they will come to all of us. I'm not going to elaborate on that. That's because I've made mention of it. I've got two more things to say. And the flesh says, Run. When we, when we know that we're not in the trials and something's happening, things ain't right, that old flesh, first thing it wants to do is say run. It wants to say compromise. Oh, yeah. Don't the enemy get a hold of that, get a hold of your mind, and you'll just take it a compromise. And, you know, you won't be going through all these troubles, man. If you, if you don't lift up your hands and stop... You know, if you don't lift your hands in church where everybody will see you and, and you don't confess that you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you know, these little trials just go away. Count it all joy when you fall into temptation. My mind. It's not pleasant. It's not always a good time. Like I said a while ago uh, about temptations, they will come. But 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, he says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Wow. Deceiving and being deceived. Admonishing. Verse 14, and he goes on to say, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. You listen to what this pastor says. You listen to what the ministry has to invoke upon you. Listen and learn, he said, and which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. 
We're confident that the Lord can do what exceedingly above and beyond what we think and ask. We like to quote it. We like to talk about it. And there's times that we're challenged by it. But we need to endure that sound God. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 he says, There are no temptations taking you but such as common to man. But God is faithful. Wow. He's not going to change. He's not going to change in the middle of the stream, folks. He's go, he, you, your confidence has got to lie in him. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that? You are able. But will with the temptation always make a way of escape. They can become harmless to us. Not that we're happy about them all the time. And they hurt. But how we keep ourselves, how we face these things with the right attitude, like Brother Gibson was saying the other day, you know, the songs of Zion, they, in, their, in, their, in their captivity, they wanted to hang their hearts upon the willow. They wanted to stop singing the songs. But the faith with the wrong attitude or with the wrong spirit becomes a temptation of evil itself. Hallelujah. Paul, when he was speaking of difficulties of things we must endure, says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 17, for our life afflictions, which is but for a moment, Working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Count it joy. Let it forever lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. If you expect victory, then you're going to have victory. Hallelujah. Knowing this, these things we know, James 1 and 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work of patience. The law of God will always work. Paul was so determined not to know anything of knowing him to whom he was preaching that in 1 Corinthians 2 and 2 before I'm determined not to know anything among you because Jesus Christ and the truth of God. And I was with you in weakness and in faith and in much prison. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but the demonstration of the Spirit of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. The power of God is what's going to keep us through these hours, through the times that we're going to face in the coming days. Hallelujah. I respectfully remind you again that there's things happening so quickly and the climate of the world is changing so suddenly that things are just going to come upon you, may come upon you. Hallelujah. But we've got to know the Bible. I'm going to ask the musicians to come forward. There's so much more that has, needs to be said, but I've run out of time.
But I hope I've said something here tonight that you can take home with you. And when you're meditating on the Lord out there in the fields that you're working in or on the job you're at or the school system or in the banks that you work at or wherever it is that you do through the days, that you're going to be challenged. And in your challenging, you just know this, that God is faithful to the end. And when, when, these, when all this thing begins to happen, be sure that God is going to be right. Every time you walk through them doors, the Spirit of the Word is going to walk with you. God bless you tomorrow. Can we stand together? Can we just gather around the front tonight? Can we gather around this front? The last few services, there's been one common thread. I believe that God is speaking. And he's trying to draw us closer to him. Knowing the times that we're coming into, we're going to need each other. But above all, we're going to need him and his spirit. We're going to need more and more of him. Can we just gather around? Can we just lift our hands right now? Can we ask the Lord to just touch our hearts and seal this word? This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.